Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Plastic, an intelligent payments platform that lets you pay and get paid by customers in whatever way works best for you. So if you're trying to pay someone who doesn't accept credit cards or you need a way to accept credit cards with no merchant fees, well, with Plastic, you can. It puts all of the control of your cash flow back into your hands. You want to learn more about Plastic, and that's P-L-A-S-T-I-Q. You can visit them at their website, www.plastic.com. Again, P-L-A-S-T-I-Q. Our guest today is the indefatigable John Lawson. As founder and CEO of e-commerce group, which is an online retail clothing and accessories company, John has sold millions of dollars in e-commerce merchandise. He has achieved the status of Platinum eBay power seller. He's a top-rated Amazon merchant, and he was noted as or voted as the Small Business Influencer of the Year. In fact, he has facilitated more than half a million transactions online. John is a three-time Amazon number one best-selling author. He's obviously an entrepreneur. He's also an international speaker and CMO at Colder Ice Media. <sighs> Welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, John Lawson. Hey, man. I'm so busy being indefatigable. I can't really <laughs> talk to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. I got tired. I had to take a break just reading that uh, introduction. I know, man. I don't know. I let other people write these things. And then I tell them, you know, use as little or as much as possible. And, no, and most people never cut it down. It's there you ridiculous. go. It's I'm ridiculous. just going to cut and paste your, your introduction. When people ask like me, like what I do, I'm just going to, I'm going to just take your. There you go. All right. Is that all right? It's Brian Moran. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, man. CEO of e-commerce group. <laughs> so these have been pretty interesting times for you, Right in the world of e-commerce over the last two years. Talk about just everything getting flipped upside down, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the deal is in 2020, e-commerce basically grew 10 years worth in six months in terms of its demand, right? I mean, nobody could leave their homes for a certain period of time. And everybody had to turn to e-commerce to get their goods pretty much, you know? And uh, it put a very interesting strain on the system. But the cool thing is it was elastic enough to manage it. And so here we are in 2022, some of the ground that was gained uh, has still been um, kept. So, uh, you know, you, you would think there would be like this big dip and yeah. it wasn't a big dip. It was uh, pretty like 2022 was pretty, you know, standard in terms flat, of little growth. growth. Yeah, flat, yeah, flat growth. So um, we kept most of the gains. And it's been really interesting because more people that uh, didn't or wouldn't, you know, think about putting their credit card online suddenly mm -hmm. had to. And now they've been welcomed into the convenience of e-commerce and digital marketing. You know, it's, it is amazing how quickly it accelerated. You know, you and I have been talking for years to business owners about e-commerce and about social media. 
I've been telling them forever. You got to get on social media. That's where the conversations are taking place. You've been telling them, why don't you have an e-commerce business? It has far surpassed many bricks and mortar companies, right? The the e-commerce portion of their business. It is kind of amazing how quickly people adapted. I guess when when you're left with no other choice, right? So from from a, a technology perspective, what were some of the biggest transformations over the last, let's call them, twenty four months? Was was there new innovation that was introduced? Was it an existing technology that just got accelerated in usage? You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, just from just like basic tech. It it all scaled. It was all there, and you just had to, you know, handle the volume. So mm-hmm. that was okay. What was unique, though, is like you say, you know, the bricks and mortar had to do their own shifting, and uh, what that ended up really growing was the BOPIS, which is you know, yeah. buy online, pick up in store, and you know, curbside pickup. That business grew very massively. Mm-hmm. And really what's crazy now is that that's still part of our, you know, shopping experience. I still to this day will go to a walmart.com, order all my stuff, drive up, let them put it in my trunk and drive away. There's yeah. just such convenience to, you know, um, to some of this stuff or, you know, ordering stuff from like an Amazon and picking it up at a locker, things like yeah. that, which had kind of been in the uh, space for a long time, but adoption was very slow. So we've seen that kind of adoption really pick up. And I tell a lot of SMBs, if you haven't thought about putting this catalog together online, you have to do that. And, And most of them have already done that. But how about buy online and pick up in store? Have you turned that part on where I people love can that. order, you know? from you. And then just on the way home from work, they just grab their packages and keep going. It's so easy for, you know, an SMB to do that and really start playing in this field where it's becoming really popular for uh, shoppers to do that. And, and, you know, I'd love to focus on the SMBs. Obviously that's our audience. Um, What were some of the challenges that SMBs faced along with, you know, obviously learning how to sell online and how to use social media. But let's talk about cash flow. You know, I, I, I imagine that with the acceleration that happened, it increased the, you know, payables and receivables. They took them to new levels, probably, right? So is cash flow, is that, is that different for an e-commerce business because they don't have the, the Brent light and heat, or is it still the same issue? You know, I, there's really not a lot of differences mm-hmm. other than the technology between mm-hmm. running a business online and offline. There, I mean, the laws are the same. The challenges are often the same. Like you said, the cash flow often is the same. One thing that I found that's uh, uh, somewhat unique for the cash flow is that your, your receivables are very transparent. Mm-hmm. So that allows those companies like, you know, the uh, PayPal's of the world to do uh, lender financing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and infuse you with, you know, um, short term loans, uh, the cabbages and things like that. Um, right. Cabbage.com. All right. So 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 what having 
all of your uh, receivables online like that really makes it easy for people to determine, you know, how much, you know, how credit worthy are you? Of course, I don't like those loans because they're kind of, you know, expensive, but it's helped a lot of people get through, you know, cash flow issues, maybe just to, you know, buy new inventory and flip it real fast and take opportunities. I think that is, uh, you know, one difference. But other than that, I, the, the laws are still much, pretty much the same, you know, yeah, for both yeah. online and offline. I would put a quick plug in for plastic, uh, plastic. which allows you, yeah, which allows you obviously to pay and get paid and whatever, you know, uh, uh, payment method uh, your, your customers want or your vendors, Right. That's a that's actually become a uh, a neat way to conduct business. It also gives you, uh, you know, the float probably up to 100 days, 100. I think it's 105 days, mm. which allows you to keep more cash on hand. So good for yes. plastic. Um, all right. Well, let's let's shift a little bit. And, you know, the four there were four big hurdles that uh, SMBs had to address coming into 2022 and who knew that the recovery was going to be harder than the pandemic itself. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, we still had COVID, right. But now we're right. dealing with inflation. We're dealing with um, supply chain and we're dealing with labor issues. So, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I, again, you know, you tell me that, that the problems that e-commerce companies face are not all that different than bricks and mortars, but certainly on the labor side, it, it, it might be a little less problematic with an e-commerce company, unless it's your, your suppliers or your vendors who are having labor issues. But talk, talk a little bit about supply chain and that hiccup. Did that prevent any of the acceleration to e-commerce in 2022, 21? No, I think it was, you know, there are serious, serious issues with supply chain. And that's not going to go anywhere. If you guys are sitting around thinking that it's going to clear up in 2022, probably not. It probably will be here for this year as well. Um, uh, the slowdowns globally and, you know, of course, war never makes it any better. Right. So, I mean, the slowdowns globally, I think we're going to still be felt well into this uh, uh, new year. But um, the I, I don't think it actually hurt uh, sales because people recognized that uh, we got in front of it really early because right. the news media made it a story right. earlier. So I think we got through fourth quarter without the hiccup, but right. I'm, I'm seeing now for a lot of the smaller medium guys, their stuff because they pre-ordered for the Christmas season because they knew it was going to be crazy. Right. And now that we've gotten through, you know, Chinese New Year now, and things are starting to ramp back up again. I, I think a lot of people are starting to see that, you know, there's still a big issue with the things that we were looking for, for, you know, the first quarter to come in, still haven't come in. I got a friend, I was just talking to the other day, his, 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 his shipment was supposed to be here in June, and it still hasn't arrived. You know, that last causes June. a lot of, yeah, last June, oh my God. you know. Yeah, that causes a lot of problems, like you said, with cash flow. Because and and you can't make cash flow when you have nothing to sell. You know, I'm right. seeing some of my most popular items 
going uh, low inventory and or out of stock. I can't get more of that. So, I mean, it's really just a, you know, like I said to you or before we went to on this, I was just in Vegas at the ASD show looking for new products. I'm sourcing new products that I normally wouldn't sell or didn't sell simply because the the most uh, uh, several of my SKUs are sitting on a boat somewhere. Right. What is ASD conference? Tell, tell everyone. You know, I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> I, nobody knows, but it's one of the biggest uh, sourcing shows for uh, merchants. Okay. In, uh, Vegas. It happens twice a year, you know, and uh, it's, it's uh, all kind of different merchandise. You know, I can't gifts. even imagine how crazy that was, it right? It was crazy. Yeah, like, it, was, it was pretty interesting to be back in crowds. So that's interesting. So you went there looking for different sources, different SKUs that you could sell online. Right. Absolutely. So that's yeah. like kind of a little bit of a pivot, right? And and A little bit. I mean, I know that my job in general is always to be sourcing the new thing. I mm-hmm. work in a fashion-based business and fashion is constantly changing. You know, actually it doesn't really change. It just goes back and forth. So, okay, yeah. now the 80s are back in. The fashion <laughs> of the 80s are back in. You know what I mean? Those color schemes are starting yeah. to come back, that kind of thing. So, yeah, but I got to do what I got to do, man. I'm waiting for the Mod Squad to come back in. You, man, <laughs> no. Don't think that's going to happen. Uh, all right. Um, but so this, the, you know, it's it's kind of, it's, it's what it sounds like, uh, e-commerce today is that there are a tremendous amount of opportunities, but there are also quite a few obstacles and pitfalls. And I'd like to focus a little bit around the the financing of all of this. So you mentioned your friend who who was waiting for a shipment from June. Now, has he prepaid that freight? Or is it, 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 so so he's he's on the hook. That's money already spent. His money already spent. And if it's seasonal, he just better hope that it's, trending next fall and winter, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's just going to have to, you know, liquidate. So that's a huge problem. How does he, if you have more than one containers that you're waiting for, how does somebody finance that? How do they deal with that? Because you, I'm assuming you're locking up probably a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? At least depending on the size of the container. Yeah. You know, I mean, This is something that you have not a strategy or plan for. Nobody really said to you in your small business training class, make sure you have some money set aside for when ships get stuck out in the port. Right. So, um, I mean, you've just got to be very uh, nimble. And I think when it comes to, Ecom, at least for me, the attractiveness of it was the fact that it's constantly changing mm-hmm. and you're always kind of like doing something different. I really like that about it, right? That's just the nature of me. I'm up for the challenge. But uh, when you have something like this go on, it can be crippling and it can almost put you uh, you know, under and out of business. But he's going to be fine. Okay. Um, you know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, we've already made and heard, had discussions about how we're going to pivot. What else can we do to make up the capital? Cause we're really just trying to float, just, just stay afloat money. 
right sure. now. We just need to stay afloat until we get the products in. Once you get the products back in, you can ramp back up on the staffing and you can get back out there and do your Facebook ads and whatnot and get the products moving. So that's what you have to do. But right now, you know, you might have to slim things down. You might, some people might need to, you know, take a second job. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to do a side hustle. You got to do what you have to do to stay. I mean, I've known people that actually run their own brick and mortar business. And at night they go to another job simply to keep their store open. Right. You know? So it, this is not abs. This is not new for entrepreneurs. We're entrepreneurs. We meet and overcome obstacles. That's our job. That's in our DNA. If that's not in your DNA, you need a job. Go get employed. If you right. are an entrepreneur, you already know this is coming. As it's the roller as things, coaster. Right. It's as soon as coaster. you put your feet up, you know the phones are going to ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, it so it, it it leads me to my next question then. So at that ASD show, yeah. Was there uh, more of a presence of domestic suppliers and sources? Um, I think we call that reshoring, right? Where normally you would buy this uh, overseas somewhere, China, Vietnam, Malaysia. Now it's a little more expensive, but given the fact that, you know, your, your container costs have gone through the roof, trucking has gone through the roof, just to get it to your, your factories or your stores, now you have to say, maybe I'm better off just getting this domestically and paying the, the you know higher cost per item. But one, I'll get it on time, more or less. And two, um, the, the cost differences aren't that great anymore. Yeah. You know what? I think, again, this is helping people to understand the risks. Mm -hmm. of offshoring everything, you know, and yes, they're looking for things that are closer to home. So maybe you had, you know, uh, manufacturing in China. Now you're saying, Hey, what can we do in Mexico? What's available to us, you know, in South America, you know, at least that's a land bridge that we can get it through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people are, we're, we're starting to look. And then of course, yes, absolutely America, you know, and is yes, there might be a, a little bit of a premium on it, but the way things are going right now, you can get your premium because a lot of people are completely out of stock. And, you know, of course, the economy, like you said, price inflation uh, allow is allowing us maybe to uh, absorb some of that uh, extra cost, whereas before you were afraid to raise your prices because you were outpricing the competition. But now the competition's rising their prices too because of the inflation. So there's an opportunity maybe for you to bring stuff and start ordering, you know, here in the states. So are you seeing more? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that show is not just for, you know, retail that's online. There's a lot of brick and mortar retail there as well. And uh -huh. then you have to think about, you know, if I'm an importer, importers have the same issues that we're having. Right. Because if you're the importer and you sell direct to, you know, retail, uh, if you can't get the stuff in, then you're trying to get rid of the stuff that you already got in and making it really attractive. So there was a lot of dealing going on there on the floor, on the show floor. It's probably a great opportunity for it people is. with cash in hand. Right. Where, oh, yeah. where uh, you know, that expression, cash is king. Yes, um, it is. 
where you can buy last June's inventory, you know, at probably what 30, 40 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. So I right, going forward, you know, still with all of the um, obstacles in place, labor, supply chain, inflation, COVID, you know, how, what, what is the future? Let put, break out your magic eight ball and uh, tell our listeners, you know, what, what does the second half of 2022 look like right now for e-commerce businesses? Uh, you know, I just picked up my eight ball and the purple liquid is tripping out the side because it's cracked. You need a new one. You need a new one. I'll send you one. <laughs> who who can call the future at this point? It's like, but I mean, if I had to say anything, yeah. I would say that uh, hopefully inflation will level out by the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, uh, they're going to raise interest rates. So getting capital is going to cost you more money. Right. Um, but I also see the ending of the i call it what do they call it the endemic right the ending yeah, of the, pan- yeah. the pandemic is over yeah it's going right? to become the endemic yeah so i mean that that is really um a good sign if people continue to spend money and that's 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 the if factor but if everything continues the way it's going because it hasn't stopped people from actually spending on the things that they want to get we're seeing um, the uh, employment rates are, are pretty good. Uh, we're seeing, you know, people getting raises pretty well. I, I see a pretty bright future for retail right now, whether that be online, offline, or hybrid of both. Right. So it, I, if, as long as things keep going the way they are, if we stave off another, you know, a crazy pandemic summer, we should have a, a good year. It's Fingers a- crossed. Yeah, sure, sure. But, you know, it it really goes back to things that I've talked about in previous podcasts, and that is, you know, you, you have to have your fingers on the pulse of all of the economic indicators for your particular marketplace, right? You need to you need to be proactive as opposed to reactive. Absolutely. Right. So and, and I call it the what if game, you know, all right. So what if my container gets stuck on a ocean, you know, on a, on a cargo ship for six months, what am I going to do? Um, so it, it really does help to have probably, you know, additional advisors for your finances. Right. And as you said, if interest rates go up, I don't think the cost of capital is going to be like it's at historic lows now. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And so right. if it costs you a little bit more, it's better than having to sell your inventory at 20 cents on the dollar because you need the money, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's a probably a big takeaway for listeners today is, is make sure that you have not only your kind of a plan for your finances today, but where you want to be six months from now, nine, 12 months from now. Because if opportunities arise, as John said, you know, you can go somewhere and find out that you have a great opportunity to buy inventory at a at a really low price, but you can't because you don't have the financing for it in place. Right. And yeah. even if it costs you a half a point more, even a point more, you know, if you're in a decent margin business, that's nothing. No, it's nothing if especially if you got the right margins 
on the product. And right. you've got the audience that you can move it to. It's time to go in and grab it and let's make this money. Right. There you go. All right. So uh, we're kind of in the home stretch of our podcast. This is great, John. You know what? You bring such valuable insights to our listeners uh, who are either in the e-commerce space or who are looking to get into it. And believe it or not, we still have listeners. Uh, you know, we do uh, polling every now and then and uh, who still have yet to fully embrace e-commerce. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, probably because they were too busy putting out the fires from the last two years. <laughs> but they're not too late, right? They can get into the no, game. No, they're not too late. This is still early in the game, but you should have listened to me. Early. Right, right. So All right, well, that's a great point. How, if people are interested in reaching out to you, how can, they, how can they find you online or what's the best way to connect with you if they have questions or they want to work with you? Right, just, just email me, john at johnlawson.com. All right. So that's my name. Right. I also have the e-commerce group, the e-commerce group.org, which is a free group uh, that we started and share a lot of great information. I'm always there. You know, you can tag me on that group and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know? All right. So the e-commerce group.org, is that like kind of yes. tutorials or networking, brainstorming, best practices stuff? Yes. All of that. Right. It's a Facebook group and we share and uh, um, teach a lot of stuff in that group. So there's it's a it's a very vibrant community. You come in, you ask questions, you get answers. One of the best reasons people can use social media and and, uh, and that's on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's excellent. Well, and that, that's going to force some of my listeners <laughs> to start embracing social media uh, a little bit. Put it yeah. on your phone. There you go. Well, this is great. Uh, John, thank you for giving us the opportunity to uh, pick your brain today, talk about e-commerce and uh, sharing opportunities and ways for people that they can get a hold of you. I know they're going to have questions. So if you do, mention the podcast and hopefully that'll get you a priority place in line with John. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. All right. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. I want to thank, uh, our, again, our, our sponsor for today's show, Plastic. They have been a great resource for small business owners who are looking to make it easier for people to pay them, make it easier to pay their bills and kind of increase their float uh, if things, uh, things get a little tight in their business. So go check them out at Plastic, which is P-L-A-S-T-I-Q.com. John, I want to thank you again. Always great to catch up with you. And I look forward to having you on another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. To our listeners, keep the feedback coming. Let us know what other topics you'd like us to cover. And we'll see you next week for another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.